Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Goodwill Meditation Group webinar. Today is Wednesday, the 27th of November, 2019. I'm Dominic Dibble, and I'm joining you from London. And today we have a special treat. We have three people joining us from New York, and they will be discussing the law of group progress and its relationship to goodwill. And the three people that will be joining us are Steve Nation, Michael Galloway, and Kathy Newborn. The Goodwill Meditation Group is a worldwide group of people who link up each Wednesday at noon to meditate on goodwill. The group aims to stimulate and strengthen the goodwill that is expressed by humanity as a whole. This webinar meets the last Wednesday of each month and provides a platform for individuals to come together to use the Goodwill Meditation and to discuss our work. Goodwill is love in action and it exists in all human relationships that carry a note of loving intention. It is a positive and dynamic energy and can be consciously utilized for the betterment of humanity and the planet. This is our work. Goodwill is in essence, the name we give to the potent force of divine will as it is expressed through human relationship. This powerful force overcomes all separating forces and has the potential to transform all aspects of our societies and the planet itself. Goodwill redeems, unifies, and reveals the essential goodness underlying all phenomenal expression. The existence of goodwill is evidence of the link between humanity, the spiritual hierarchy, and God. So to begin our meeting, let us quiet our minds and link with the group in sounding the mantram of the new group of world servers. May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May we fulfill our part in the one work through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech.
And now it's my pleasure to hand over to my colleagues in New York. And I believe, uh, are you there, everyone? We are indeed. And it's Mr. Steve Nation who's going to kick us off. <laughs> Thank you, Dominic. Um, hello to everybody. This is, it's a great joy to be working together in this, um, in this webinar. The reason that we started doing these webinars for the Goodwill Meditation Group every on the last Wednesday of every month is as a way for preparing the group for the festival week of the new group of world servers, which occurs every seven years and takes place in about a month's time on the starting on the 21st of December um, for the seven days from the 21st to the 28th. During this time, there'll be a significant flow of Capricorn energies that'll pour into the new group of world servers. And it's described by Alice Bailey in the Aegis Wisdom teachings as a week of group impact. And groups, all subjective groups, can really make significant use of this energy pouring into the new group of world servers in their work to serve humanity and the plan. The, the, this week, when there's an overshadowing of these extraplanetary energies, um, a, an excellent time really provide the perfect opportunities for esoteric groups to work in service. And those of us who are using the Goodwill Meditation Group and are part of this group, some people have been doing this work with this meditation group for 20, 30 years. Um, it's been going a long time, so it's a group that really exists in consciousness. And it's very good to work with this group and work with this meditation outline and think of it as a gift to all of the work that will be done by subjective workers during the festival week from December the 21st to the 28th. One sort of image and idea to have in mind for the festival week is to observe that the group hero is rising in human consciousness and that this is a story for our time. This group hero is human. We're not talking about a rising of, we're not talking about the sort of full externalization of the hierarchy and the appearance of great rishis and enlightened ones in human form. We're talking about human beings and the group of the vast numbers of people who are waking up to their divine side of their nature. And as such, because they're waking to their own divinity, people all over the world and in all sorts of spiritual and non-spiritual traditions they are being energized by the power of the one life. And what's happening, and probably the key thing of the story of what's happening of our time, is that increasing numbers of people are growing in their ability to love with wisdom and with some measure of enlightened reason. This is a human phenomenon. The, it's, I love the idea that a group hero is a new story developing in human consciousness. And this idea is well developed in a, in a booklet that's available on the Lucis Trust website mm -hmm. and will shortly be available on the festivalweek.org website, celebrating the festival week of the new group of world servers. And for those of you who receive the 
are, are on mailing lists from Lucis Trust or World Goodwill and so on, you will receive a copy of this letter. I really recommend that you have a look at it. The Group Hero, it's a great story. So what we're going to do now is we're going to do the work. We're going to work together with the meditation, the meditation on goodwill. So let's sit quietly, focus the mind, and link up in thought with all the people throughout the world working with this Goodwill Meditation Group. Together we form a group in consciousness. Think about all the different levels of relationship that you are involved with. This includes family, community, the neighborhood, the place where you live. It includes your nation and the whole world of all the different nations. And it includes the one humanity made up of all races and all nations. Relationship. Everything about the human experience is to do with relationship. Now, as we say the mantra of unification, imagine hearing it from all the people around the world who are working with this Goodwill Meditation Group. And we say together as a group, the souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love.
now reflect upon your own and humanity's relationship with all the great beings who dwell on the inner side of mind and heart. The spiritual hierarchy of saints, rishis, bodhisattvas, masters and deities, honored by all the world religions and spiritual groups. This communion of saints, the higher realms of mind and heart. Consider your relationship with this inner world. Now imagine that you and all of us who are working with the Goodwill Meditation Group are standing together within the center of this spiritual hierarchy, immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love. Identify that heart of love. For some, it's known as the Christ. For others, it's known as Maitreya, the Mahdi, the Kalki Avatar. Many different names for the one at the center. holding this high point of contact. Let your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family in whom the energy of goodwill is active. All the human beings who are actively working with the energy of goodwill. And now from our innermost center, use this affirmation. In the center of all love, 
I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the energy of love flowing from the spiritual hierarchy through all the people of goodwill and into the hearts and minds of all people, infusing them with goodwill and creating loving, harmonious human relationships. Love flowing from the hierarchy, infusing all peoples with the energy of goodwill. Meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships and restoring peace on earth. What's the essential work to be done in this area? Realize by this work that you are doing now, through this meditation group, you're helping to build a channel between the spiritual hierarchy and humanity, a channel through which the energy of goodwill is flowing, this energy which will unite humanity, is helping humanity solve its problems, 
and is gently, quietly healing all differences and all cleavages. linked in thought with men and women of goodwill all over the world. Use the great invocation. Speak the words of the great invocation aloud. Say it with deliberation and full commitment to its meaning, knowing that you are radiating its potent energies to humanity. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. from the center which we call the human race. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. So thank you, friends. Thank you for that piece of work. The 
there's three of us are gathered here in the New York um, office of the Lucis Trust of and of World Good World. We're it's it's uh, it's certainly not a sunny day. It's a slightly grey day. We're looking out onto the United Nations, and we are wanting to focus this webinar and this discussion on the theme of the law of group progress. There's a section in, for those people who know the writings of Alice Bailey and the Tibetan, um, one of the books that they wrote together is called Esoteric Psychology, the second volume of Esoteric Psychology. And early in this book, there's a great section, um, it comes from pages 85 to 200, about five laws of the soul. And this law of group progress is one of these laws of the soul. Why is this important? What this passage really tells us, this idea that there are laws governing the behavior of the soul and the life and consciousness of the soul, it tells us that all the movements we see now in the world that are fostering wholeness, dependence, cooperation, integration, movements that are happening within the personal psychology of hundreds of thousands of individuals, happening within every profession, every discipline of study, and in all fields of human relationships. This passage in esoteric psychology tells us that this emergence of new movements is a sign of the emergence of the soul into physical expression. What we're seeing is the powers of the soul appearing in the world. It's really important because we work with consciousness and thought that we recognize that, that we notice it, and that we constantly are, are alert to the way in which the powers of the soul are beginning to find expression in the world. And these powers, or in, in, in this passage, um, Alice Bailey refers to them as like the qualities of goodness that we're starting to see manifest in human affairs, and particularly noticeable in group relationships and in what's happening to the group life and group thought. This is important because by its very nature, the soul on its own plane, that's a really, this idea, the soul on its own plane, it's a central idea in any spiritual teachings for us to imagine what the soul who the soul is, what the soul nature is on its own plane. And one of the ideas that we work with in the Alice Bailey teachings is that by its nature, the soul is group focused. Its identity is group. And it's identified with the group's participation in the work of the uplift and transformation of consciousness. The laws that govern soul life are really an expression of the culture of soul life, the orientation of soul consciousness. And these laws, this orientation, this culture is what rules the life of new groups that are emerging in consciousness today. Um, the, you can see there's a screen, this, this comes from, it's a summary of the five laws of group progress, or the five laws of, um, laws of the soul. 
And it's interesting. Um, it comes right at the end of the section um, on the laws of the soul. And it's rather interesting to look at it because we see that the law of group progress, which we're going to explore now, um, is the final one in these five. In fact, if you look at the reaction, it's, it's the movement from the law of sacrifices is a law for the masses, the way, where the soul's finding expression in the masses. This goes way forward. This law of group, group progress concerns the initiates. Now, without being technical, we might say those who are on the discipleship path and who are consciously looking towards taking a step forward deeper into their spiritual life, into their life of service. And in this chart, what's interesting is that we look at the effect of the law. So the effect of the law of group progress is it touches and influences all the new groups in consciousness that are emerging and it produces a sense of soul unity. Its physical effect is on the great amalgam of these new groups, which is the new group of world service, that that's the group of human beings who have this awakening sense of the reality of the divine as a part of their humanity. The reaction is a really interesting thought. How does consciousness react to this law of group progress? And we see from this chart that the reaction it produces is an organic and a natural love of synthesis. Really, it's a quality of mind where the mind is drawn towards principles and a sense of synthesis. And the quality, which is the thing I think is most outstanding almost in the whole of this chart, the quality is something that we tend to dismiss as if it's soft and um, light and nebulous. This chart tells us it's the opposite. It's the quality of inclusiveness sense where synthesis has become an ability to include all within the circle of consciousness. So, Michael and Kathy, um, this law of group progress, what on earth makes it of any significance or importance for us in 2019, the news is constantly hyper overstimulated everywhere in the world. Why this law of group progress? What's its significance? Well, that's a big question, obviously. <laughs> um, well, I think it's interesting when I was thinking about these laws, and as, as you know, there are actually seven, so there are, you know, two that are too high for us to even tap into, but eventually um, there will be a full manifestation. So presently the third ray and the fifth ray laws are, are not um, 
actively working, at least within humanity, as far as we can tell. So it seems somewhat of a progress progression, the way they've come and unfolding. They've probably been working with very few people, maybe, uh, in this law of group progress. But it seems that now we're really moving into a powerful expression or potential expression of this law of group progress. And I think it's probably one of the most important events in our planetary history. And that's why the Tibetan teacher brought forward, he said one of the two key ideas that he brought forward was the idea of the group of world servers, the new group of world servers, which uh, celebrated its first festival week in 1935. And so now we're, 84 years down the road from that. And those of you who might have a little understanding of astrology would know that that's the complete cycle of the planet Uranus. Um, and so Uranus being the planet through which the seventh ray, which governs this law flows, we could say that um, this incoming of the seventh ray with the age of Aquarius um, is really galvanizing this law of group progress into a much fuller manifestation of its potential. And I think now all of us cannot deny that the seventh ray is becoming increasingly apparent throughout the world. Um, because of the influx of this, this law, I'm sure, but also because of the influx of seventh ray souls who surely know how to work more effectively with this law. Uh, and as Steve said, it, it's, a, it's a soul law. And so therefore on the plane of soul, there is um, a unity among all the many differentiated groups that are working with this energy. So although it's a seventh ray law, all of the groups along all the different ray lines are coming into an overrided organizational ability to work more effectively within their own group, but also more effectively within the whole hierarchical network of the many seventh, the seven different ashramic groups. So each, each ray has its way of working out um, under this law. But I think the potentials, to answer the question again, the potential of this time is to learn how to mobilize this seventh ray so that this law of group progress can begin to come to its potential. Michael. So why is the law of group progress important to us in 2019? That is, like Kathy said, a very big question. And I think um, there are lots of reasons why it's important, but I think most specifically is that we're on the verge of a real um, spiritual renaissance, or maybe not even just a renaissance, but a, a birth kind of like we've never seen before in human history. And um, I think what's notable about this, this, um, this new spiritual age that is already dawning upon us is that the spiritual qualities that are seeking expression through humanity can no longer be expressed through individuals, that actually they're of such a high order that they require groups to express them even at all. So you can imagine um, 
these sort of qualities or these things that exist in abstractions, some sort of you know spiritual quality that we we give the name of maybe like unity or synthesis or wholeness or um, universal inclusiveness. Um, and we have some sort of conception of what that means in terms of form, in terms of our spiritual livingness, in terms of what we understand of our human experience. But yet beyond that, there are these spiritual qualities to which we give these kind of almost inadequate names um, that are not yet expressed um, because they can only be expressed through, through humanity, but through a humanity that is at a higher level of um, cohesion and of spiritual connection than the humanity is at present. So I think the law of group progress, which we know is the law that governs the cohesion of units into a group, um, that law is really fundamental to, in order for these, um, these, 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 these sort of these qualities that are still an abstraction to start to make their appearance on earth. You could say it's important to note also that these groups, you know, often we think of groups in sort of a in, in a sort of objective way, in sort of a, a collection of people that maybe they meet in person, maybe they don't meet in person, maybe they're unified through some sort of kind of allegiance to some sort of organization or some sort of ideal. Um, but the groups that we're talking about actually, in this sense, are groups that are coordinated subjectively and who are um, don't really have any sort of outer organization, and that's really this, that really means that their their cohesion is is in a is a um, it's on the level of the soul. And the Tibetan notes that one of the most one of the important qualities for individuals to develop in being able to um, kind of facilitate this sort of group consciousness that these groups require is the quality of discrimination. And he says this quality goes beyond just distinguishing the pairs of opposites, but there's actually a much more subtle form of discrimination. And that is the ability to register ever subtle, ever, evering subtle levels of vibration. And these go down to, he lists many specifically, but in order to, to, to discriminate, to be able to um, sense or to discern the vibration of one's soul or the vibration of the subjective group of which one's soul is a part, um, the vibration of the entire new group of world servers, um, and even the vibration of, for instance, one of the 10 seed groups that we talked about a few, a few months ago on this, on this webinar. And so I think, um, the Tibetan defines discrimination as the power of the soul to differentiate and categorize vibration. And so I think, um, I've gotten a bit off track now. I think your question was, why is this important in 2019? I think it's very relevant, it's very But um, he says, um, um, there's one other thing I was going to mention. It's left me now. The um, it's it's very interesting to because what this is is saying is that there's a change in consciousness and that these this, these new group sensitivities are emerging. One of the qualities being the seventh ray, which which means 
So seventh ray, what do we mean by that? We mean there is a new interest in bridging between spirit and matter. And this manifests in so many different ways. It manifests in, it can be where a person um, takes a lot of attention to their form or the form of the house they're living in or the place they're living in so that it expresses the qualities that are their soul qualities. It can also take the expression of an organization where an organization puts a lot of energy, which now is happening in a lot of organizations, so that the structure and the form of the organization reflect the purposes and mission of the organization. And that's a very seventh ray quality and, and comes very much under this law. Yeah. <clears throat> I think in terms of the seventh ray, uh, as you said, bringing together spirit and matter, you can see the potency of this, the potential of this law of group progress in that we know that humanity has been subject to a powerful influx of first ray energy um, with the Shambhala impact that occurred at the end of the war in the second Shambhala impact um, in our time uh, in 1975, and then the subsequent third impact in the year 2000. Um, and in the previous, all, previous history of humanity, there are only two other Shambhala impacts. So in the last um, 60, 70 years or so, there've been three impacts of Shambhala. And so now, that we have this incoming of this law ruled by the seventh ray, we can see what a powerful ability this ray will now have to manifest the potential of the first ray that has poured in so abundantly. And so um, this law of group progress gives us the ability to build the new forms that are needed to house the incoming uh, spiritual will along the lines that are in accordance with the divine plan for our planet. So the potential of this combination of first and seventh ray brought about by this law for progress is it's truly um, amazing. And as Michael said, it's, um, it's a subjective work primarily that we're involved in. Although with this potent seventh ray, as I said, it gives the subjectivity that's inherent in all these laws, the real possibility of building the new civilization. Mm -hmm. I love the thing of um, a growing ability to, dis to discriminate and to distinguish the group note of which we're a part. So a distinction, say, for someone whose profound life purpose is connected with the relationship with the earth. I mean, there's many people on outer level um, reflecting that which is wonderful but for those who are on a discipleship path are becoming their life is becoming guided by soul purposes and principles there's clearly a group who are what unites them is their sense of purpose and mission in transforming the relationship between the human and the uh, other kingdoms of nature so that's one that one area and this ability to discriminate. There are other, the C groups really brings it up. The other areas are 
and ability to discriminate of people, for example, who work in the field of money. Um, that's clearly like working off, often through all sorts of organizations, but if they're working at a deeper level, their life purpose and their whole sense of livingness and almost their deeper sense of joy comes through this higher sense of being part of a group that's playing a role in the transformation of the whole human species into a new interdependent culture. And I think, Kathy, what you said about the seventh ray, it really exemplifies the, the challenge that humanity is being faced with, because at the same time of seventh ray pushing us sort of deeper into objective manifestation, humanity is also being asked to extend subjectively into the world of the soul. And that's really the challenge that we're confronted with during this very opportune time, spiritually opportune time. And the Tibetan says that the formation of these groups will not be easy for the aspirants and disciples of the world. It will be very, very difficult. And, um, yeah. Imagine the group of people around the world who right at this time are in their spiritual path, whatever their tradition is, are involved with that. The height holding a point of detached, higher consciousness that is open to the divine in some way, and an ability to bring that right down into the depths mm -hmm. of humanity and just holding that tension between these two, bringing them together as one, like one huge vertical, um, yeah, one huge vertical arm of the cross. And that's a real life now in must be certainly hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the difficulties, he does in this <clears throat> in his description of this law give a lot of hope because, as Steve said earlier, it is the law that works through the initiates of the world. And he says in the um, chapter that in the past the aspirants have tried to lift the dead body of humanity, and they have failed. The disciples of the world have likewise tried to lift humanity and they too have failed. But now we're at the time, this is an initiatory time. Um, it's a time we're told for which hierarchy has been waiting ever since its inception on the planet, 18 and a half million years ago. And this time, because this law and this ray is coming in, this group will not fail. And the beauty of that is that this group, which is a group facing initiation, is this, first of all, it is this vast group, the new group of world servants, yeah. of which the esoteric group is a part of. The new group of world servants itself faces initiation. Yeah. The esoteric group at the heart of the new group of world servants also faces initiation. Many of the glamours associated with an initiation usually are a result of, the, of us thinking in terms of my little group. Right. What we're in a time now where it's really important for us to think inclusively of the world esoteric group. So you imagine that all esoteric thinkers from all spiritual traditions forming one esoteric group. Mm -hmm. That group itself faces initiation. 
And that group is like a nucleus, energetic nucleus at the core of the new group of world serpents. There is no difference. It is not separate from because it's a nucleus, therefore it's a part of. Um, and that's why this law is of profound significance for us to understand and to clarify and simplify our thinking. One of the things that we haven't mentioned is that the law, the symbol of the law is the mountain and the goat. The symbol of the law is the mountain and the goat and some magnificent deva has just produced, or maybe it's always been there, this beautiful slide. It's interesting in Cosmic Fire, DK says, he describes the spiritual group as a goat. <laughs> it gives you a lot to think about. Oh, it's wonderful, because the goat stinks. <laughs> the first thing of, I mean, people, whenever, particularly, whenever you read, I don't know mountain goats, I don't think I've ever met one. But when you, yeah, well, I can see an image, but I can't smell it, I can't feel it. But whenever you read about mountain goats, almost the first thing anyone will write about is the stink, the smell. Mm, I so didn't know that. Oh, but I love that. But I love that image, that because it's the feet, the goat, like the mountain goat can is able to climb terrain that you would mm. think is impossible because um, they're so sure of their feet. And so they've got this earthiness and it manifests in, 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 in smell. Um, are there any, do we, do we have any chats? Do we have anyone? Um, no, nobody's. While they're chatting, I wanted to say one thing that I thought was really um, quite significant um, in terms of the upcoming cycle, not only just the cycle we're in now, but I was checking in the ephemeris for the next century. And as many of you know who've read this rule, DK highlights the fact that when a full moon occurs during the festival week, that it's a particularly potent opportunity. And he gives an additional note to that. And he says, the Taurus full moon following upon the festival week is always of supreme importance. So we're not just talking about this festival week, which is governed by Capricorn, but we're linking it with the other sign that's very closely related to the new group, which is Taurus. Mm -hmm. And so the energies that we're holding, while the hierarchy, you know, begins its movement towards the Taurus full moon, we can't really sustain that vibration, but we can assist by providing as much as we can a steadiness of purpose so that at WASAC this year, 2020, um, there can be a great release. But what I wanted to say was that when you look to see the upcoming cycle, so the full moon occurred in 2012, producing a really powerful influx of energy between then and now. Now with this one, it's not the full moon, but it's an annual annular solar eclipse, a new moon with six planets in the sign of Capricorn, as if the law of group progress is working out in our solar system, six planets with the earth being the seventh planet it's not a coincidence that they're there. These planets are helping us, our little planet, in our efforts to move forward into the light and to take the initiation as the next step for our logos. But then you look into 2026, the next festival week, 
also a full moon. And if you want to include new moons, the next one after that is a new moon in 2033. Then in, 20, in the 40s, there's nothing. Uh, it's not a new moon or a full moon. 2054, another new moon. Then what's really significant, if you think in terms of the externalization, the reappearance, 2061, full moon. 2068, full moon. 2075, full moon. 2096, full moon. And then the festival week, right before the date when the Tibetan says the Aquarian age is truly beginning, 2117, and 2113, full moon. So I think there's been some divine uh, aid given to our little planet in terms of this festival week for the upcoming cycle. That's, that's, that's wonderful, Kathy. I, the thought that occurs to me listening to this, because when I try and think of 2113, 2117, even these dates, just that is a startling thing to think of what, what, where the human community yeah. will be then, to think of that in relation to the sort of the hierarchy, the communion of saints on the inner side of life. And to have this other issue as we face the, um, as we move towards the group, the week of group impact and in next month in December 21st to the 28th, um, there's an idea that's coming through the group of holding silence. And what that means is right silence. It's sort of, I mean, to me, what that means is holding a point of spiritual tension, mm -hmm. um, of deep reflection on what's happening to humanity, what's happening to the new group of world servers, and holding this up to the light of the, of the higher realities. Um, and so it's significant, I think, that from within the sort of ageless wisdom community, there has come this initiative to observe the solstice on the 21st of December, which is the start of the festival week, to observe a widespread global silent minute at 9pm GMT. You can look at globalsilentminute.org. Um, and that this is, this is starting to take off. So to me, it's very significant that if we think of the world esoteric group, the sort of Alice Bailey community are the only ones who really hold this idea of festival week of the new group of world servers. But we can think that we hold that idea on behalf of all world esoteric, all members of the world esoteric group. We hold it because it comes through the teaching that is a teaching that inspires us and is our, the source of our, um, really the source of our life. Um, so just this idea of as we move towards the festival week, it's not too much to think about the incredible impact of energies as to seek to use the opportunity to hold a point of spiritual tension and poise in our deepest inner life and to know that as we do that we do so as part of a group and that that group is affiliated with the group of all esoteric workers in humanity just as it is affiliated with the spiritual hierarchy of the planet 
and with all the other members of the new group of world yes, servers exactly on all exactly. the different rail lines and all the different capabilities exactly. and he, he notes specifically one of the differences between the objective groups that we have all around the world and the, the subjective group of the new group of world servers or the hierarchy is that the objective groups tend to have to think alike or at least somewhat alike whereas subjective groups don't actually need to think alike and regarding the hierarchy actually they, they they work entirely through the intuition via this on the on the plane of the higher plane of the intuition and so you know we can you know it's not it's not necessary to equate this inner group with a specific or a specific set of exoteric groups that actually they can be entirely there can be absolutely no outer organization whatsoever and that's it, it's, it's, the it's, it's, it's the beauty of it, really. Yeah. It is the beauty yeah. of it. It's a wonderful reason why, one of the reasons I think why it would be really valuable for people to read this this, this um, section of Esoteric Psychology Volume 2, which is on from pages 85 to 200. It's, it's quite a long section. There's a link on the, on, in the chat box. Um, there's also, there's also some questions in the, in the chat box as well, if I may just interject. <laughs> I'm not sure. Two or three questions. So, Clint Galvin asks We have to, time for just one question, really. Um, I think Steve mentioned hundreds of thousands of people as being part of the new group of world service. Does that mean that those hundreds of thousands of people would be a part of a group initiation at some point in time? Um, I think the new group of world servers is uh, though related to initiation um, is not group initiation per se. Um, initiation specifically you could define as, you know, consciously moving, you know, a conscious, a movement of, conscious recognition into the life of God, you know, in a on an almost literal sense. And the new group of world servers, um, I would say is not, um, I don't know, actually, maybe Kathy should answer that or Steve. I would say, first of all, the numbers is just, the, the numbers is a human game that we play it because we have no idea about the numbers. Um, however, um, I do think that considering the consciousness of the new group of world servers, humanity is becoming the world disciple. That's the initiation that humanity is facing. The process through which this happens is really central to the initiation that the new group of world servers as a whole group is undergoing. Um, yeah, and as as we know, many members of the new group wouldn't have the faintest idea no. about anything related to initiation. And they're blinded occultly, I would say, from that any recognition. But it doesn't mean that they are any less uh, capable and possible of taking an initiation, perhaps more so than the glamour that pervades the esoteric groups of the world. So just because your soul might close you off to that recognition for whatever purpose, but it doesn't mean that there's any less of a possibility of a great spiritual advancement 
uh, at this time of opportunity in our planetary life. It's, it's actually a protection probably and a, and a help to have no idea of initiation because it's one of the most challenging things for esoteric groups to deal with, to move through past the glamours of initiation, which are all connected with seeing things in relation to self um, and self-interest or, or, or group self, including group self and group self-interest. Look, we're, we're approaching um, our time of conclusion. Um, so for us, this has been a great joy, but we've had a lot to say. It's difficult to, to, to um, take a T-junction and stop it. Um, so friends, I hope that's been useful and thank you very much for this work we've done together. Let's come together again in a moment of silence.